We all do it. We scroll through our feeds, seeing people who have been in and out of our lives. We see their causes, beliefs, and sometimes even a moral compass, show-offs. I don't know about you, but I'm interested in the story behind the pictures. I think it's time to have a conversation. I really wanted to have you on because um, I have members in my family and I've had friends, you know, that uh, that have MS. Um, oh, okay. And then when I saw your feed and I saw how like strong you were being like a wife and a mom and handling all this stuff and having a career and how courageous you were in speaking about, um, about your diagnosis, really. And I just thought you'd be the perfect person um, to have on. And Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I sometimes don't feel like I'm as strong and courageous as I may seem to be as I just lost my mind on my poor husband because I'm in a cranky mood and don't feel good. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. I'm not always, I might, I try really hard, but I, I'm, I don't always do a great job. Well, that's why I wanted to have you on because, you know, like we see things on Instagram and we, we kind of always put like our best stuff forward, even if it's like a bad day, you know, in, in the life of like a chronic illness and stuff. So I really wanted to just talk to you about one, when were you diagnosed? Let's just start there actually. Okay. Um, November of last year, I, I had a really bad migraine on a Monday. I had had a kind of a crappy day, so I just figured it was just from stress. Um, and then by middle of the week, I didn't really feel great. I thought maybe I was just getting um, the flu or something. Yeah. So I just kind of felt yeah. achy and gross. And then by Friday morning, I had double vision and all of the other symptoms continued to stay the same. So um, I actually went to work that day because I had a full book and hairstylists don't play. And um, I had like my second client, she took me to the hospital and they at first thought I was having a stroke and then they did an MRI and um, said they wanted to admit me because I thought I had MS and I didn't have insurance at the time. So I was like, yeah, you're going to have to give me a good reason of why you want to admit me. And that's when they told me they thought I had MS. So they did more MRIs and my, um, my brain lit up with, I have lesions all over my brain and my spinal cord. So it's been a year, over a year, and I'm still relapsing. Was anyone with you when you found out? Um, yeah, my, my, well, he's my husband now, but he was my boyfriend then. So, um, he was with me. Um, like I was, I was in the middle of the hallway of the ER cause they were like completely full and that's when they were like, you know, we need you to stay a little bit longer. And then he had actually left to um, let our dogs out really quick when they actually mm -hmm. came into the room to tell me. But a nurse came in first, and I think this happened for a reason. Um, she came in first and said that there were some abnormalities on my brain. So any normal, you know, female, I was like, oh, great, I'm dying, and I have brain cancer. <laughs> right. So... I sort of feel like that happened for a reason because then when they came in and said, you have MS, it was kind of like, no, you're fine. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. It was, it was kind of like one of those things that like, I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't have brain cancer and I'm not dying. So that's kind of like the way I looked at it from there on out was it could be worse. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
How scary was that in the in the waiting room? So they did the MRIs. Did you have to like? Did you just go home that night? And no, then, no, no, like no, what I was that? Yeah, like I say, they had to give me. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't really think I was thinking. I mean, of course, I like spent the whole day googling, and right, you know, I kept on thinking of like the worst case scenario, and um, I, I didn't really. So a, a part of my problem and a part of my symptoms are um, my cognitive is just not right. So like okay. even right now when I'm trying to talk to you, it's like I feel like I sound so stupid. So I I think about all these things in my head and I sometimes get a little frustrated when I can't like I don't I like I can't relay what I'm trying to say no, or I, I feel like I sound stupid. So I sometimes think that's beneficial though. Because sometimes I think maybe I just don't really think about about too much. Like I sort of feel ditzy or something. No, 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 not at all. I always remember you being so funny. So that's, that's really cool that you still are like that. We had a lot of fun together when we were kids. Oh my gosh. Do you remember where we first met? I think um, it was in re- middle school, seventh grade yeah, is what I remember. School. Yeah. Okay. Because we were like ride or die for a long time. Yeah. School. Oh man. And we, and we were funny. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, I still like you just crack me up. I just every like when you just make these posts and like I can hear you saying it still like even as an adult <laughs> it's just like that much better for me. Yeah, it's I haven't so really changed well. that much. <laughs> but you've moved. Like you don't live where we grew up. I don't live no. where we grew up. We both yeah. kind of went to the south. <laughs> yeah, I definitely I've been in Atlanta for 10 years. Okay. Okay, about the same. What made you move? Yeah. Um, my um kid's dad got a job here. Okay. And um I decided that I really enjoyed not having nine hundred million feet of snow every year. (laughs) So um and then I just really like I fell in love with with Georgia. I I wouldn't change it for the world. Sometimes it's hard being away from home because I have so many friends. So yeah. many friends and family that still live there, and um, it can be challenging sometimes. But for the most part, I feel really lucky that I'm. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't met my husband if I wouldn't have come down here. So yeah, I love it. Good, I'm glad. What's it like? Um, how are your is your parents still live up there, right? Your mom? Yeah, they're still in Michigan. Okay. Yeah. So how do they? How do they feel when they found out that you had MS? I mean, I'm an only child, so (laughs) you basically probably could have, I think it took my dad a a little bit longer to kind of, you know, he's a man, and I think it took him a a minute to kind of sit on it. My mom, on the other hand, was like, I'm, I'm flying down right now. I'm, I'm, I'll be right there. I'll, I'm like, mom, you know, there's nothing you can do. I had, I had to stay in the hospital for four days because I had to be on um, an IV steroid. Um, and then they let me go home on a Monday. So I was there like over the weekend. Um, and I just kept on saying like, it's going to be fine. And she, and of course, like in the day of Google, like nobody should have ever given my parents the ability to Google anything. I love them (laughs) so hard, but you know, um, and I mean, in, in the beginning we were looking more at um, relapsing remitting MS, which is going to be the best out of all of them if you have MS. 
Okay. So I think it was easier on them, like, knowing that. Okay. So, so what? So your symptoms, were they just, like, that week leading up to it? Or do you think that you had some before, knowing what you know now? Um, Knowing what I know now, I'm, I might um, recall some things here and there as far as, like, memory issues, which, you know, most of us would just contribute to being busy moms like you know even if you don't work outside of the house you still have kids and that's life and I thought that I was just you know juggling too many things at one time and forgetting stuff but um my doctor said that he thinks that I had them for up to a year prior to being diagnosed which is crazy because lesions right yeah the lesions yeah one of he said a couple of the lesions were up to a year old and I had just had neck surgery the summer prior. Oh, for what? So uh, I had <laughs> two herniated discs. Oh, my gosh. That they replaced. Yeah. Listen, you could probably talk to me on several different podcasts because <laughs> all the things happened. I want to hear about life. all the things. Talk, talk to me all about it. Talk to me about uh, who you are since I saw you last. <laughs> Let's start there. Uh, Let's rewind uh, this Cal- whole conversation and start there. Cal- <laughs> I don't think we have enough time in the evening. Um, I'm a whole lifetime movie and the second part series. Why so. do you say that? Let's hear it. Let's hear some I of just it. Have had, <laughs> I have just gone through all of the things that people go through. I mean, I moved, I just, I just, I moved away from home. I, you know, had two kids when I was really young. I got married really young. I got divorced. I got sick. I got sad. I fell in love. I got sick again. I <laughs> became an entrepreneur. Like I, I, I just really feel like I've tested all the waters of being an adult mm, and I like that. it's crazy. That's so good yeah. though. Like I'm yeah, going through different phases of my life like that right now too, you know, of like trying yeah. new things and just seeing what you can kind of, like you said, test the waters. And I yeah. love that feeling. I chase that feeling. Do you? It sounds season, like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like it, that's a part of growing. And like, even though I'm, you know, getting old, <laughs> I still feel like there are chances to grow. And I mean, I definitely try very hard every day to step outside of my boundaries. Now, I'm not going to say that I like, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a, I don't go crazy in life, but I definitely keep on doing things to make me happy. And yeah, you go with your flow. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. For sure. I like that. You said you got sick, you fell in love and you got sick again. Walk me through that. What do you mean? Yeah, I was just, um, I just had a lot of like, um, I, I was super sad and depressed when I got divorced and Mm -hmm. I just kind of, you know, being almost 800 miles away from all your friends and family and trying to like reset, like retrace steps and what could you isolating such an isolating. Yeah. 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 So I was just like, I was in a, I was in a funky place before I met Cody and like most people didn't even know, but it, like I hit it very well, but I was just not myself. And then I met him and I completely was like, I, I, I don't know. I always say like I smiled again because it just yeah, it made sense. Yeah, totally made sense. How did you guys meet? Um, actually, at at my house, um, I had a group of friends that we would hang out on the weekends with my kids with their dad. Like we'd yeah. go to the movies, we'd go bowling, we'd go what do stuff, and we were playing cards. And my girlfriend, um, 
said, do you mind if I invite my friend Cody over? And I was like, no, that's fine. And come to find out it was her boyfriend's brother. They were friends before she started dating his brother. And we literally have been together ever since. Like it was just like a instant situation. So how soon after you met him, did you go to the hospital and get the diagnosis of MS? Um, we were together for three years when I got diagnosed. Okay. Yeah. So you guys, it wasn't like super, it wasn't new. Like you guys. No. Okay. No, but I definitely still gave him an out. I was like, listen. Really? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it weird that because, we do that as like women and moms? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I was like, I, I seriously, I can't have any more kids and he's younger mm-hmm. than me. I was like, okay, so I can't have any more kids. I'm super friggin' crazy. And now I'm sick. You, I will not fault you if you want to run out of this hospital room as quickly as possible. <laughs> And, and he said literally he said, <laughs> "Yeah, he said, shut up, Tina. <laughs> I was like, great, great. We're, this is going to be great. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Oh, that's so funny. I love to hear yeah. that. That's really, yeah. really funny. He's pretty awesome. And now I'm feeling like really guilty for being a brat to him this evening. because No, I'm you know what? <laughs> He'll hear this and all will be forgiven. I mean, again, mom's helping mom's. <laughs> I just don't feel good today and I get real cranky and I get real irritable. It's like PMSing times a hundred. You just want to murder people. Not is really, that, but is that because of the MS? <laughs> I just have had a really long day today. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't feel good. My body hurts and my head hurts and I'm exhausted and I worked and like, you know, came home and cleaned and cooked dinner and did all the things and I'm still just I I feel like I could sleep for five weeks. And I am I'm kind of at the point where I'm a little frustrated with with the disease I feel like I've been such a positive poly this whole time and yeah um the last couple months I've kind of fallen off my you know positive soapbox because it's been going on for so long and I'm not afraid to like say that I have told all my clients you know I I kind of stopped lying to them and you know I'm like my ability to do your hair and be here for you isn't going to change just because I don't feel good but I might look like crap but I can still make you look beautiful. (laughs) So it's just been, um, you know, stress is like exacerbates my disease. So we've had a lot of different family things going on recently too. So I feel like it's just been like one thing after another, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's life. But for some reason, all of my life things are happening at one time. Oh, I feel like that's what happens. And then you like throw in the holidays and everything else on top of that. And it's just like amplified to another degree. Yeah. Well, I said to Cody, maybe this means that when we're old, we'll be like super boring and nothing will ever happen to us. (laughs) Get it all out now. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good way to look at it. (laughs) I want to ask about Cody and I know you're not like speaking for him, but I guess just how you felt about the situation um, when, you know, you said you gave him every out with the diagnosis and he didn't. How do you think he took your diagnosis? Did you guys talk um, about that? Yeah, I think he took it better than I did. I feel like, um, I, I mean, I feel like he didn't, and I still don't think he, 
looks at it as like a neg- I mean, sure, I'm sure if you asked him this evening, he'd probably say he does look at it as a negative impact because <laughs> of the fact that I was real cranky. But on a normal, like, I, I don't think he's looked at it as like a burden or anything. Like, I mean, the first time that he had to, like, I got a pick line put in, like, um, not even a month after we were married. And wow. the nurse, um, you know, she was like, you know, I can come every day and give you your, your, um, IV or your, give you your medicine through your IV. She's like, unless your husband feels comfortable doing it. And he's like, yeah, I can totally do this. And I do think that like being involved and being a part of it was cool for him because a, he was helping me, but B, I think he just has a natural ability for that kind of stuff. Like he's a very compassionate and caring person. Like, I don't think he even thinks about it. It comes natural to him. So I don't think he's ever looked at the situation as like, oh, this sucks. I'm sure he thinks it sucks, but I think he probably also is like, you know, it could be worse. At least I hope to think that's what he thinks. <laughs> I wanted to know what it was like when you're sitting there being told that you have MS and, you know, you're, um, you're thinking I'm a mom, I have a career. Like what? what yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, my first instinct was that most people think that with MS that you're going to die earlier, which um, with progressive MS, you can have a shorter lifespan. It's not anything crazy, but um, relapsing and remitting is usually not any different. Um, so yeah. as soon as I read that, I felt better. Okay. But what does, like, when they say relapse, what does that mean? How bad does that get Okay, so it, this is actually kind of it's interesting because I am at the point right now that we're trying to figure out if I'm turning into progressive. So I've actually not shared this information with many people. So anyone who um, listens to this podcast is probably going to be like, that little turd did not tell me this. So I haven't really shared this information with anybody because I don't know for sure yet, but um, my symptoms... so. Relapsing remitting is usually the first diagnosis that you're going to get with MS. So it just basically is the type of MS that relapses. So basically when you have like a flare up, they call it a relapse. And then you can go years without having another flare up. Um, There are some people that, you know, get diagnosed and then they don't have another flare up ever again. There's, I have a girlfriend who, you know, the first several years of being diagnosed, she would have them on and off. Um, everybody is just so different that they really tell you how it's going to be. Like, I, I don't know two people with MS who have the exact same story. So progressive MS is the MS that you hear about when people are, you know, have difficulty walking on their own or have difficulty with balance or falling, um, you know, they need more assistance and it doesn't usually stop. Um, symptoms can get like lessened, but they don't ever, you know, usually completely stop. So what, um, so do you just take a, like a daily medication? What's yeah, I, your type of <clears throat> I take a lot of things. So I'm on a, um, in a every six month infusion that I just started. Um, I get my second infusion in February. Um, that is the medicine I take for 
my uh, for the actual disease. Um, but I have nerve damage from the lesions, so I take gabapentin every day. Um, I am also on something else for like chronic body pain. It's not a narcotic though. It's it's more of like an antidepressant um, kind of thing, but they give it to people with um, like fibromyalgia and rheumatoid arthritis. Um, I take turmeric. I take take magnesium. Um, I am an oil freak. I like. I think I annoy people that are in my life um, with as much as I douse oil. CBD oil, all of those things. I anything I can do um, on the more natural side is is usually my best bet. And I've tried a couple times to stop taking the gabapentin because that's the one for the um, the nerve damage. Oh, the nerve damage. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but when I stopped taking that one, um, like even if you hug me, it will hurt. So I have to keep on taking that because it it makes my nerves not so flared and inflamed from the lesions. Now, did that come on? Were you feeling like that prior to diagnosis? No, no, no. That and that actually got bad. That got worse. So I, when I got diagnosed, I did. I had like a handful of lesions, and that was in November. <clears throat> and in end of January, I got a phone call. I was at work, and I had been waiting for my neurologist to call me. And I found out that I had um, 18 active lesions. So um, around that time is when they started to get worse. Um, and they did another round of steroid treatments and stuff. And um, that got my lesions down. I only have one active, but you can have, you know, 100 active or one active and you're still relapsing. And that's kind of the thing that sucks. But on the bright side, I only have one instead of 18. Yeah, um, I just you with the you know with a child with with epilepsy and a neurological you know condition, I just get blown away by this. So tell me all those. Yeah, things. <laughs> so. they tell me all those things. Um, they as of right, well, I just had they could they could there could come more, but obviously the medicine's doing its job of not allowing that to happen. Since May, I've only had one active. I actually um, two weeks ago just had another MRI. And there was only one, like, there was no changes. There was only one active. And in the be I was actually happy to hear that there was one active because in the beginning, my very first neurologist had said to me that um, he thought I might have some permanent brain damage considering how long um, my lesions have been active because the myelin sheath that covers your brain or the nerves I don't remember I can't remember anything so I don't know why I'm trying to no, be you're so okay. no, correct. um it that breaks down and so you can have some some permanent damage when you've had lesions active for so long so I kind of was a little nervous that you know I was going to go and they were going to say no you don't have any active lesions yay and then I would have been like oh this is like my new normal like that would have sucked I oh, damn. I I'm I was actually relieved when they said, you know, you, you still have one active. I'm like, okay, so I'm still relapsing. That all makes sense of why I feel like this. Yeah. You can put it to something. Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause you sort of feel crazy sometimes. Like, you know, you get ready and it's comical. Like yesterday I wore eyeliner and I have kind of given up on like doing, I, I just kind of keep it simple. 
and my clients are like, oh, you look like you're feeling so much better. And I'm just laughing because it's like, no, I just, you can't tell if I'm not feeling better. You just think I'm feeling better because I'm, put, I, I look like I, yeah, like, well, no, it, I think they, that that's what they're used to seeing me like. You know, I used to not leave the house without like some smudged eyeliner. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I started like, you know, week by week or month by month, I would kind of ease up on one thing or I'd start wearing my hair in a bun a little bit more or I'd wear a t-shirt with some jeans and be super casual like I kind of evolved into a little bit more of a casual hairstylist versus like I would my hair would always be perfect I would you know be in a super cute outfit like I feel like I've evolved into something a little bit more casual just because of the way I feel which I don't think they care about as long as their hair gets done yeah (laughs) yeah I just can't imagine as a mom feeling run down. I I, had, I was diagnosed with a chronic illness several years ago. I uh-huh. don't have any of that. But I know for me, when I was walking through that, and you get a diagnosis of a name that you don't know anything about, you know, like you said, you, you Google it to death. Your parents Google it to death. Everything, you know, your life changes like with with like a diagnosis. And I know for me, it, I immediately went to how are the kids going to remember me? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Kind of like, for me, I started operating out of that place. I, it's funny because I literally just had a conversation with them this morning um, on the way to school because I am a very open parent. I mean, I'm probably too open sometimes. I, my kids and I talk about feelings and all the things. I'm like super blunt and everything's out there. If you have questions, I'm here kind of thing. And in the beginning, um, when we told them, like we got home on Monday and we, my, and Cody went and got them from the bus stop. And when they came in, I mean, I was bruised up. Like I had bruises from the, um, IV and I looked like, I mean, I looked rough and they kind of freaked out. And I don't think they could wrap their heads around, like, you know, what was really going on until, they saw like, you know, I couldn't do as much or like when I got home from, you know, working at 12 hour day, when you feel like crap, you come home and you're done. Um, my kids are very intuitive. Like if I'm having a bad day, they can usually tell and they'll start cleaning or like be super sweet. I feel like they've really done a good job. Uh, they've had a lot to juggle. And I feel like this is, I couldn't have asked for better children. I mean, sometimes I think that they probably, you know, I mean, when you hear your kids say, why does it have to be you that's sick? It's hard because you do get a little sad, but then you're like, but it, but I'm here. I'm, I'm breathing. And mm-hmm. there are some kids who don't have their mommy anymore. Like I might be laying in bed, but I can still do homework with you. Or, you know, I, w- I didn't miss any football games or gymnastics or I went to freaking gymnastics with a dang pick line. You know, I, I'm. I'm still present, even though I'm not like feeling the best. Um, but I, I would say the last couple of months have probably been the hardest for them as far as seeing me, you know, not doing any better. And I, and that's what our conversation was this morning. I said, I just want to ask you guys a question. And I said, do you think that I've gotten worse in the last couple of months? And they both, I mean, they didn't even breathe. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I had asked a, a really close friend of mine yesterday. Um, I think Cody and I had had a conversation a couple weeks ago about it. And 
generally speaking, I, I, I like when I, I get emotional about it. So like, I try mm. not to discuss it more than I have to. So like basically I'll just ask somebody if, you know, do you think I'm getting worse or do you think it's turning into progressive? And then I'll leave it at that. And yesterday when I asked my friend that I was like, I said, do you think I've gotten worse in the last couple months? And she looked at me and her eyes teared up and I was like, son of a biscuit eating bulldog. Oh man. I was like, I, I know. And I do know. And that's why I'm trying to figure it out. So I can get ahead of the game Mm -hmm. and, you know, go to the stupid gym and work out again, take care of myself and maybe try to make this an easier transition than it would be if I wasn't a healthy human being. But I mean, I'm pretty healthy already, which is annoying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because I remember like a few years ago, um, you were really this sounds so dumb. You were really into posting pictures of your kids' food. That's not what I meant, but I like, yeah, you you started to really be open about, about, um, food and what it meant to you and and chemicals. And and you talk to me about that because this happened um, prior to knowing that you had. Yeah. It will can't, my son has ADD and, um, when I started, he doesn't even know this. Um, of course, if he's listening to me right now from upstairs, he can hear me. Um, but it's not something I've ever wanted to share with him because I feel like it would just, I mean, if, if it comes to a point where he needs to know, then I would, but uh, it's not like I'm hiding anything. I just think that he would use it as a crutch. Um, gotcha. And I decided to start looking into food. And as soon as I started looking into food, I started learning things that I was just like, how does no one know about this? And yeah it was before everything was organic and it was before it was like a thing to be keto and to be whole and to, it was, it was before all of that and for everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when I started reading ingredients and food coloring and freaking GMOs and um, I just really felt conflicted and I couldn't understand why I would give my babies that I worked so hard to grow food that I wouldn't even feed my worst enemy. So we changed, completely changed our lifestyle. And it was not something that happened overnight because it's very hard. Yeah. Um, And I made a commitment even when I was a single mom that like I was going to feed them specific food, whether if that took stuff away from me, that was fine because I'm picky and people think I'm, you know, crazy. And some people think I'm awesome. Some people think I'm a prude. Like, I don't care because they are, those are my kids and mm-hmm. they're healthy. And um, I mean, my, even my dogs, even my bunnies eat organic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've always kind of, I've tried to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Like I usually, I would like to say if it doesn't come from the ground or have a mother, I try not to eat it. Okay. Um, I, um, although I do enjoy some Chick-fil-A, I am not perfect. <laughs> um, I have been in Atlanta long enough. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so amazing. Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, like when my kids were little, I explained to them like why they couldn't eat at McDonald's is because McDonald's doesn't have happy cows and happy chickens. So like legitimately for the longest time, my kids would say, 
Oh, no, we can't eat there because they don't have happy cows and happy chickens. No, that's amazing. My mom um, is really into um, food as well. And and she's very conscious of of the things that um, she gives my kids and everything. So when my, um, I guess my youngest was like two or three, whenever we would drive by um, McDonald's, he'd be like, they cook their fries in animal fat. And he would just like, (laughs) out the window. Your mom's like, I'm so proud. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what are we doing right now? You know, I'm just mortified because I was not educated. But, um, you know, one of my other kids has ADD and you do, you kind of that that motherly like fear almost of like, what can I, what did I do wrong? So what do I need to do to like change it? At least that's, yeah. I'm, I'm speaking from my motherly fear place. Yeah. Um, it does. It sparks an interest. And then you go down these downward spirals of things, like you said, that no one's talking about, like the foods. And, and you see how much of a trigger it is to what they've been either labeled as or diagnosed as. Um, and that just really lit a fuse for you to just change it for everybody. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. It just It kind of became like a, a lifestyle change. And um, I don't know, because once you start digging on the food industry, you like start to learn things that you kind of almost wish you didn't learn. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Like I definitely try to keep my mouth shut now, but there was a time in the beginning where like people would eat stuff around me and I'm like, do you know what's in that? And I know I was that girl. I know I was that girl where my Mm -hmm. friends were like, shut up. But it's just, it's kind of scary because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people who don't know or don't want to know. And it kind of freaks me out just to think about all the horrible things that we're putting into our bodies and not even aware of. Do you think that um, your diet helps the MS like s- symptoms and flare-ups? Um, Do you think that, that plays a part in it or is it just too hard to tell? Um, I think it, I mean, I don't know. I, I would say it's too hard to tell just because I would be lying if I said that I've been my normal you know, self this whole time. Like I used to eat pretty friggin' clean, but like, I don't, when I don't feel good, I feel like I'm not cooking quite as much. I'm not prepping quite as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say literally probably the last couple months have been the worst as far as my eating, which is funny. Cause I, I don't eat. And that's another thing that I struggle with. So I should say my family, their food has probably, Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm nauseous all the time. So um, I don't have like the, just lately, I just haven't really, I have to force myself to eat. I, I Food makes me want to, like just thinking about it makes me want to get sick. It's like kind of like when you were pregnant, that that feeling of like thinking about eating, it makes me want to get sick. Okay. But let's be real. I gained a little bit of weight there for a minute. So it's okay if I skip a meal girl you do what you want to do <laughs> That's the way I go about it. you want Chick-fil-A you get Chick-fil-A I know. one oh, chance God. at all this it'll be fine it'll work out I know Somewhere in the world, it'll work out what has been your worst day do you have like a day that just stands out and you're like oh this this disease is, is catching um, you said the last couple months have been really hard have you just had like what made yeah. you think it was just like not gonna this is it well it's um 
I, last week I had a really rough week and it's, it's like the last, since October, I've had four very important people in my life pass away. Okay. So I've had a lot going on. Um, I have had, uh, family things going on on top of that. Um, trying to deal with some things with my daughter and then, you know, um, somebody very important to me has cancer and I just, um, I'm a people pleaser. So like when all of the people around me are being saddened, I, I kick it up and I think I have kind of over extended myself a bit, um, mm-hmm. in the past couple months and I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, I got to spend the last two weeks of my husband's Nana's life with her because I took care of her. She wanted me to take care of her. She, um, I I mean, she would wait for me to like come in the morning and at night to take her to the bathroom. Like Mm -hmm. she was the, she just, I wouldn't change it for the world. And I had to pick her up. Um, I had to move her. Um, and I, luckily my mother-in-law and father-in-law stayed there a lot. Um, so I could come home and go to sleep. And then Cody kind of of stepped in sometimes and stayed the night too. And, um, but it was a lot. So at first I thought I was just not feeling good because I was doing all of that. And then when she passed away, I just was in a funk. And then I had another person, very important person pass away and then another, and then my grandmother passed away. Um, um, yeah. And that I thought like, I just, I was like, okay, I like God, I get it. Like, I think, I know you think I'm a bad whammer jammer, but like, let's reel it in. (laughs) I, I can't, I just can't. Enough's enough. Um, yeah. So, um, so last week I fell on my deck and I got really discouraged that day. I, I, I was supposed to go run some errands and stuff and I got super mad cause I, I, it hurt. I just skinned up my knee and I hurt my wrist cause I tried to stop my fall. Mm-hmm. And so I got like in a, I was in a really bad mood. And then Thursday, um, last week I had, um, I think it was like, it was like vertigo-y like, um, which is a common symptom of MS. But also I had tried to stop taking one of my medicines a little bit. So it could have been a combination of both. And that was probably the worst. Like I was laying in bed and I'm like, this is something, this is not right. Like I I said to Cody a couple of different times, like I, like, I feel like I should go to the hospital. Like I couldn't, every time I would look around, I would, I felt like I was like drunk or like in a spinning room or something. It was a horrible feeling. It was like an uncontrollable, horrible feeling. And scary. I just was kind of like, I don't know. I, I think last couple of weeks I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm like super pissed off and, you know, I don't want to say why me, but like, holy freaking, I'm, you know, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm ready yeah. for this to so, whatever, um, whatever this is, like, I'm ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so God was 
very helpful. And I woke up the next morning and it was gone because he was like, baby girl's about to have a mental breakdown. I'm going to help her out. She's had enough. She's had enough. <laughs> yeah. Do you so, rely on your face to get you through those days? Is that what you lean into or what? what yeah, I would. I am very much. Um, I, I would say my relationship, I'm a, I'm a person of prayer and I don't usually call it prayer. I call it talking and I'm pretty certain that God is annoyed with me sometimes because I will just like talk in my head and be like, listen, like I, I do a lot of it is going to be, is going to be prayer with me. And, but I'm also very much like, I am very nature um, balanced. So I get a lot of, I know people think I'm crazy when no, I say this. I'm myself, like, like I'm, <laughs> I'm totally an energy person. So whether it's from nature or from another human being, I, I have one client. Um, and I shouldn't say just one, but one specific client that when every time she hugs me, I feel like she takes every bad or negative piece of energy off of me wow. and fills me with like, like happy and joy. And I saw her last week and I actually, I had texted her and I said, I cannot wait for a hug. And sure enough, she, I mean, when she came in, she, she holds on to me so tightly and I swear I can just, I just feel, um, at, at peace. So like, I definitely would say energy and is a big, a part too. Um, but my relationship I, with God is definitely, I mean, I, I'm only here today because of that I feel like he helped me when I was in very bad places and I can't attribute I can't attribute Cody for all of it God obviously had something to do with it too <laughs> bigger picture wow have you told that client that I hope oh yes yes okay yeah she knows and she'll know exactly who she is she <clears throat> she is a, a total energy healer but her her presence is just so bright and so peaceful. And she actually um, came over to my house after my surgery that I had on my neck. And she tried really hard to kind of help me get a little bit of healing. But I was so, you know, there's so many medicines and that drugs that were put into me that it was, I was just in a funk. Yeah, how do you feel that, about that, having to take so many medicines and wanting to be um, all natural, you know, and live that lifestyle? That's got to be really, really conflicting sometimes. It's awful. <clears throat> I mean, um, it's probably one of the biggest struggles I've had. Um, I am definitely more interested in natural approaches. Um, sure. And if the state of Georgia changes things medically, in the near future, I would totally be happy with that because I'm, I'm going to need a new liver eventually because of all the pills that I put into my system. Um, but I tried to, you know, I, it is, I, I try to look at it that it's not going to be forever. I'm hoping that forever, I'm not going to have to take so many pills a day and um, forever. I won't have to be worrying about that but I it is it's a huge deal for me because I just it actually kind of pisses me off every time I have to take it because I am so natural like 
I will take a pain pill when I have to take a pain pill or I will take a ibuprofen when I have to take an ibuprofen. But like when you have to take, I take, now I'm only on four pills a day, but at one time I was taking eight pills a day. Wow. And actually I'm only on four because I stopped taking, they were having, they had me taking muscle relaxers three times a day, but I stopped taking them because I didn't feel like they did anything. And it was three more pills I was having to take. Oh my gosh. So, and yeah. that's a lot Eventually. too. Cause, yeah, because like you think about one, that's that's expensive to have to do, and like that, that's where my mind goes. You know, I'm just thinking about yeah. and stuff. That's expensive to try to keep up with that, just to feel like you said, like your new normal, which isn't even all that great. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's I think probably if I felt good, I would be like, okay, well maybe maybe this is worth it. But yeah, I mean. I guess maybe one day it will make me feel better and it will be worth it. But until then, I'm going to probably just complain about having to take it. I think <laughs> the pharmaceutical right. companies are idiots. And it's I, so frustrating, it's, isn't it? Oh my gosh, it's, it's so frustrating. I mean, I, I just, I don't, I won't even go there because I just, yeah, I, I, there's just way too much money in in that industry for, for them to say that there are any other options. And I don't know. I hate pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. I know everyone would probably be shocked that I'm saying that. (laughs) Everyone's in agreement with you. I don't think anyone is like really happy with, with how medical is here in the U S I really don't agree. (laughs) Something to complain about when it comes to that. So you're not, you're in good company. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. That makes me feel better. Yeah, for sure. How often do you have to go to the doctor? Um, I've been going, well, so I actually got accepted into the Shepherd Center of Atlanta. They have an, um, an MS division. Okay. Um, one of my girlfriends, um, you know, in the very beginning, she was who I reached out to because she has MS and she's a rock star. She freaking is a weightlifter and she's, she's the com, and she's been in remission for quite some time now. Um, but she had told me about her doctor at the Shepherd Center and I kept on kind of like just letting it go. And, you know, the doctor I had was the one who diagnosed me in the hospital. So it just seemed easier for me to stick with what I had. And he was close to home. And I went on, I ended up taking my kids on spring break last year. And uh, it was like a last minute thing. Um, Cody could not come. And I was like, my dad was down there visiting my grandparents. I'm like, you know what, we're just going to go. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, I reached out to the Shepherd Center and I was like, you know, are y'all taking new client or new patients? I, you know, I don't know how this works. If insurance is accepted, blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, there's actually a three month wait. And I said, oh, so she's like, you can go ahead and send me all of your information and, you know, um, your MRIs and we will take a look at them and let you know. And I said, okay. And so they like made a tentative a you know date for me three months out and about a month later I got a phone call and they got me in like the next week because they had seen my MRIs and they were like this doctor has an available appointment can you come and I was like yeah and that was due to the lesions and stuff they saw wow yeah yeah it's I think I think the reason I could be wrong but everything that I've taken from from my doctor is it's not the amount I 
I think, and I think it's the amount. Yes. But I also think it's the length of time that I've been active, like the length of time I've had active lesions. I think it, um, is, is what has been a concern this whole time for how long they're going while being treated. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So now you said that they're about, and you keep asking if it's getting progressive and yeah. So where are we at right now? So, um, I have an appointment on December 26th. Um, they called me this week and said that they got my MRI results back and that I, I still had the the one active lesion and that he's concerned that I, I still am feeling the way I'm feeling and that I'm feeling worse. So, um, I'm going to go in and talk to him and, you know, I still have a lot of, I still have muscle strength. Um, so I think that's probably why that's never come up and maybe that's good that maybe that it's not a possibility, but, um, my clumsiness and falling and, um, that kind of stuff, um, I think is probably the biggest concern. I asked you earlier about, you know, your worst day. Now I'm just kind of curious because you're saying that things aren't getting, you know, better and things like that. And you're learning to live with stuff. What would you consider a good day now? Um, I would say a good day now is days where I like actually have a little burst of energy. Um, and I, I will like want to get some things done. Um, and usually that will lead to me like overdoing it because I am a doer. It's actually super good. What's your astrological sign? I'm just curious. I'm an Aquarius. Yes. I'm very stereotypical. Okay. Okay. I was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But. um, I'm sorry. I I still. (laughs) What's that? I said, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just very curious. I didn't know. (laughs) You're fine. I I know that I I know that I'm stereotypical because I'm super loud and outgoing and I'm an Aquarius. It's like I should introduce myself that way. Like I'm Christina and I'm Aquarius. You'll understand the rest. Um, but I don't even remember what I was saying. Now, see, that's you're good. Day. No, that's okay. Brain fog's real. It's all good. No, we were just talking about what your good day would be, and you would say that you were saying that it would be a little burst of energy. Um, yeah, I get, I get excited to like clean and do things. Yeah. Just normal things. That because I'm, yeah. Like normal things that, because when I, 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 I can't stand when I can't like make my house look the way I want it to look. And then when I, I get mad when everyone else does it, cause it's not how I do it. I just sometimes, I don't know. I'm turning into my mom. I like to do it myself that's that Aquarius again you're right I'm that is that is you that's really interesting now that I know that I was thinking you were either an Aquarius or a Virgo and I'm sorry I'm stuck on this because I'm seeing a lot of similarities um (laughs) you and I and I was like is she a Virgo but then when you said Aquarius I'm like okay that's where yeah they are similar (laughs) they're very similar very very similar I'm also an only child so I go back to that I feel like I'm a little screwed up I don't have that Okay. I know. I remember your brother. When I oh, was God. Born. Everyone does. 
<laughs> that never changed. I guarantee you people that are listening from high school are going to just like die laughing because he's still just that guy. Oh my God. That's awesome. So, so funny. So your good day is just the burst of energy, the, the getting stuff done, either the things that you don't get to or, you know, on, on a bad day or just the things that would really wear you out. That's really, that's tough. What do you do to, um, well, I guess, what do you have any little habits that you've picked up along the way since this diagnosis that allows you to, you know, kind of carve out that time to make it a little bit easier of a day? Is there things that you do besides, I know you said that you're into prayer and stuff. Um, well, no, I just try to, I take a lot of breaks and I'm like super geriatric. I have a friggin' huge heating pod that is like my life. So I take breaks and, um, I can usually tell when I'm like, I've done too much. Sometimes I'll get lightheaded. Um, and it's kind of like a warning sign. Sometimes I um, get really pale or I get really flush. Um, so I would say I do try very hard when I'm at home to take breaks. Now, when I'm at work, on the other hand, mm-hmm. um, that's something I'm really struggling with. Um, I, I'm really having a hard time with, you know, giving myself lunches every day or working lesser hours because that's just not the kind of hairstylist that I've become over the years. Yeah. Um, so I would say I probably do a better job at home of, of pacing and, and managing my time than I do at work. Yeah. I'm well, working on that though. Yeah, no, we are, we're all working <laughs> on stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, that's for my clients and friends and family who are listening to this right now, who are saying, that's what we told you this whole time, Christina, you needed to take it easy. And, and I knew, and my mom's going to kill me because I'm saying like, I know, I just, I I just couldn't, I just couldn't, I just, I worked too hard. Yeah. You've, you've worked really hard to, to build something um, on your own and to give that up now to something that you weren't planning for as an Aquarius, that's not going to (laughs) happen. No. And, and no, I, I, I like the mom instinct, we like say, oh no, like no one else can, can fill my role. I, you know, like as moms, we take our jobs pretty seriously for the most part, you know? And so I, I, I pressure I on that. No, no. And I, I mean, still, you know, I will do hair and take care of my house with a walker if I have to. I'm not really worried about it. Yeah. It's going to take a lot more than this to really put me on my heating pad full time. Is it one of those, is is it like incurable? Like since this diagnosis, this is you, there's no chance of it ever going away. Yeah. As of right now, there's no cure. Um, There's no cure, but they're obviously trying to figure out different things to manage better um now am i one of those conspiracy theorists who thinks that there's a cure for everything like maybe but um i definitely think that this is a disease that as they like learn more about it that hopefully they'll come up with better um just i mean just in the last couple years they've come up with some better um things and and different things um, as far as healthy lifestyle goes, um, I, I've read so much about, 
you know, the way you eat and exercising and yoga and all of that being so beneficial to you when you are relapsing or even when you're not relapsing just to keep you healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, Marijuana is a huge one for people who have multiple sclerosis. Um, There are several studies who a lot of people were able to, um, you know, not with CBD oil or THC oil, not take as many medicines. Yeah. Um, There is is a book that I bought when I first got diagnosed. It's actually sitting on my kitchen counter. It's been there forever. Um, And it is a story of a, a woman who... Um, healed her multiple sclerosis through, um, you know, diet and nutritional um, things. And I've always said to myself that once I'm not relapsing, that's something I will probably visit, you know, Um, like I just need to get myself stable before I'm willing to to go, you know, into those kind of waters of, of not taking meds or what have you. It's scary. It's scary because you don't know, <laughs> you know, no. like what can yeah. happen. Yeah. But on, the, on yeah. the opposite of that, you don't know what can happen if you, you know, do other things. It's so hard. But it, I mean, I feel like so many of us, you know, living in states where like you, you mentioned either like cannabis or just alternative things where it's more available or like you can, you can get more information or actually go see a specialist, you know, in, in yeah. that you. We don't have that. So it's, I think a lot of us, turn to food first because that's something that we can control yeah I completely agree kind of (laughs) you know there's still so much stuff that they do to to our food um agreed unless you're growing it in your own backyard right Right. and that's but even then you technically have to worry about the soil right (laughs) but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on that soapbox there's like there's so many factors to it yeah there there is and see I think that's you're like the perfect example of you know what can I control in this uncontrollable situation and and food is one of them and that's I think that that's really cool we do a lot of that in our house too my husband's currently on this like keto kick though and it's driving me nuts (laughs) oh listen that's secretly called low carb and it's horrible (laughs) but I mean that's pretty much how I live my life um, I mean, I don't eat a lot of carbohydrates except yeah. for Chick-fil-A waffle fries. There you go. I mean, cause you can't <clears throat> now. Ugh. Cause once again, I, this is like the 15th time I've talked about Chick-fil-A. <laughs> That's okay. You're in Atlanta. <laughs> you talk about Chick-fil-A. I know. I know. I don't know why I live my life without it. Well, it's like, that's the thing too. You either really love it or you don't. I know. I, I have friends who, who say that too. And one of them was like I just don't get it and I'm like what do you mean oh my gosh what kind of life are you living until you've had Chick-fil-A sauce I just oh see I don't I can't do it I just yeah well it's it's like it's okay I like their lemonade (laughs) that's where I'm at oh but I'm raising southern babies too so like every you know school function is like at Chick-fil-A and it's just that's awesome yeah so that's that's really funny what, um, but you said your kids are handling, you know, everything really well, because they've been exposed to a lot and they, and you talk to them a lot about what you're, what you're dealing with. Is there, yeah. um, is MS gonna, will they be affected by it themselves? Is there a test that they no. do? Is, okay. No, it does not. It's not a genetic situation at yeah. all. Well, that's good. 
Yeah, that is good. What can people like, is it one of those, like when you're diagnosed with MS, there's not really anything leading up to it. I know you had a bad week, but I think like a lot of people will say like, I didn't feel good. And then this happened and then this happened. And the next thing, you know, you have this life changing, you know, label. Yeah. Uh, with MS, stress is one of the biggest triggers. So um, on that Monday, I had a very stressful day. I had some unfortunate unfortunate events happen with somebody, and it just triggered me. I was so mad, and I could not kick it. And I took Riley to gymnastics, and I'm, I was, like, getting – I was just sitting there thinking about it and getting so upset and so mad and that's when my head started hurting so mm-hmm. every time I go see my doctor he's like you know you, you just need to try to be as, as not stressed as possible entire life like my whole entire life that my stress the stress that is upon me right now has nothing to do with with us four in this home like yeah I am in a happy marriage I have I, happy children like even my dang animals are happy it's like everything around me and all of the people I care about and you know, it affects us all. And, and it, that goes to, you know, even my friends and clients, I, I am being affected, you know, per se, stress, whatever, from different situations, and they're nothing I can help. And that's probably what's so frustrating is that a trigger that I can't stop is making me worse. Yeah. So I try really hard. That's why I have so many animals because I have, I find happiness in animals and they make me happy. Like when I am spending time with them and my dogs might annoy me because they have to sleep on me, but they make me comfortable and they make me happy. Yeah. I like that. I just feel so bad because I feel like you're over it. You've tried, you've done, you've done so. You know what I mean? I just, I empathize with that side of things so much. Yeah. I mean, you would because you deal with, with illness in your life. And I think, you know, I think we all try. I mean, I think we all have our days. Like I think oh, like, sure. today, today it's comical that I'm talking to you today. Cause I'm like, I've just been in a bad mood all day. I've been really cranky all day. And you know, tomorrow might be different and I might not be so cranky. And it's crazy because I, I, I just recently, one of my closest girlfriends, um, got diagnosed with breast cancer and, you know, you sometimes have to think like, like, oh yeah, this, my situation is, is crappy, but like, I can't imagine what her her situation is and I I you know I so yes so sometimes I do I get really discouraged and you know I'm annoyed and over it but then I think about other people like I I know so many people who have cancer Mm -hmm. I mean I I can't even tell you on one hand I can tell you people about that I absolutely love and cherish in my life who have cancer right now and a couple of them it's not good and that's probably what gets me through like my days of you know on the days when I'm probably bitching more than I usually do and then tomorrow I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna be like yeah this you know whatever this sucks like 
but don't feel bad for me because, you know, there's, and there's always somebody that's worse than you. And I feel like, I feel like, I feel like that even before I was sick, like, you know, the people who, the people who always have to like complain and like one up you about how horrible their life is. And you're like, there's always somebody that's worse than you. And you don't know what Sally behind you when you're going to hold the freaking grocery door for her, what that could do to her because of the fact that she's having a horrible day. Yeah. Like you don't know what's going on in other people's lives. So yeah. Does, is my life been kind of crappy for a minute? It has, but I also have an amazing family and a home and a husband and nine million animals. Like I just. No, you have a lot to be grateful for. Yeah things in your life that have shown up for you when you've shown up for them. I mean, that's what it's about operating from that place for sure. You have I, to, I, just, I, you know, I don't like people to feel bad for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, I don't. I but don't I don't want you to, to like value that your journey is important and shouldn't be compared to other people's. Do you no, know what I mean? And I do, I, I do want people to like, when when you asked me to do this, I got so excited because I thought to myself, if I could just, if just one person who, it doesn't even have to be MS, just one person, one mother, you know, could hear that, you know, life sucks sometimes, but you're going to be fine. Like, yeah. I mean, I fill my life with sarcastic jokes, and that's just how I get through my day, and I laugh about it, and I hope that every person who's going through something can find something that they can fill their day with that helps them, if it's prayer, if it's meditating, if it's singing out loud, like, I don't care what you want to do, like, if you can, you know, do something for yourself when you're going through a hard time, that's going to make you a better person. And that's what I hope, you know, at the end of the day with like this crap, when one day when I get an MRI back and they're like, oh, you don't have any lesions. And I'm like, yeah, I know I don't, you know. That's right. That's right. Well, I'm believing that it's going to happen too for you. I think that that's, you have to, you have to like tell yourself like, this is not who I am. This is not, you know what I, what I'm capable of this is not my story I mean it is my story but it's just such a small part of who you are you know it's just a season of my story yeah <laughs> and hopefully the season will be over soon yeah what are you um what are you most looking forward to right now what am I most looking forward to yeah um Christmas because I have children yeah <laughs> um yeah, I'm actually, well, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to my appointment just so that I can, I like to have a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, that's why I was I, like, is he a Virgo? Yeah, I like to, yeah, I never used to be like that. It's weird. I, I used to be kind of like a fly by the seat of my pants kind of girl. And as I've gotten older or maybe life experiences or maybe both, I don't, I don't know. Like I kind of have become. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I still kind of, you know, am a spur of the moment person um, or or last minute, whichever you prefer to use. I like to say spur of the moment. Um, but I definitely just, I want to hear that it's, that we have a plan. 
Um, I don't necessarily need to hear that I'm going to feel better in a month, but just that like, Hey, here's what our outlook is like. And then I think I'll feel, feel a little bit more at ease. And, um, you know, if I can just have some normalcy in my life, um, then, then yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. What part of, um, needing a plan feels, feels comfortable for you? Like, why are you, why do you need that plan? Um, I mean, like my first would probably say like for hope. Um, but also I think I need it for like some, something to achieve. Like I need a goal. Um, and I think that's only because this has been going on for so long. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, because I mean, a year of my life has passed by and a lot of amazing things have happened during that year. And a lot of horrible things have happened during that year, but the same thing of me feeling the same way has been a constant. So I just need like, I need light at the end of my, you know, tunnel. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I'd get out of the plan is like, I would consider that like, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a really bright light. I just need a little glimmer at the end of my tunnel and that would make me happy. So what's going to happen when they come back and say, everything looks great. You, you hear what you want to hear from your doctor. How do you think that's going to, how do you think you're going to take that? Um, I think if I feel great at this, at that time, I'm mm-hmm. going to take it. I'm going to already know it. And that's the thing. Interesting. That I, I mean, I, I can, t- this is not me. Like the way I feel is not me. I mean, I'm not, I was never a nap taker. I was not a lay in bed I, I couldn't, I mean, at night it was the most I would lay in bed and watch TV. Like I just, I've always yeah, been a doer. A long day. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I get super pumped on like a Saturday night. We are just, I mean, we're, I think we're homebodies anyways, but like mm-hmm. when I know I don't have anything to do, I'm like, Oh, oh best you know. feeling ever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But then I secretly am like, I really wish I had the energy to go hang out with friends or go do something or, you know, um, not every weekend, obviously, because yeah. I'm, but, um, yeah, I, I think, I think it, it would be, it'll be a good feeling, but if, if they tell me, <clears throat> if they tell me that uh, everything's clear and I still feel like crap, then I think I'll freak out because then I'll have to, you know, Adjust. realize that this is just my new, my new me. And that will suck. <laughs> yeah. But I'll figure it out. You will. You will. What, um, do you just see, like, what, what is, what kind of doctor do you see? Is it a specialist for? Yeah. Yep. He is a, uh, he is a neurologist and a, um, I don't know. He's something fancy. Okay. He, they actually thought <laughs> him out from, um, I think he was in Boston. Um, so he is, um, one of the head of research and, um, studies of, um, MS at the Shepherd Center. Okay. So he does a lot of 
research and development. There we go. There we um, go. <laughs> he's like a no nonsense kind of guy. Um, and I kind of like that. I'm like, I don't need anybody feeling bad for me. I just want you to tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he's, he's been pretty easy. Um, and he's great with Riley has come with me several times because mm-hmm. I don't, re- I can't remember stuff. So she'll come okay. with me and she'll be like, mommy, don't forget to say this. And the first time he met her, he was like, how old are you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, she's like, uh, she, at the time she was eight. I said, she's eight, but she's like a 30 year old woman. And she remembers everything that I'm, I'm supposed to remember. Yeah, that's how my oldest son is. <laughs> he's eight right it. now. So that's so funny. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Yeah. <clears throat> that's so they come back and uh, has his bedside manner been good with you I know you said that it was he was no nonsense and you like that was there anything through this whole process that you wish would have been different from a medical um, I came to him like later in the game so he wasn't the person who diagnosed me or anything okay. um I don't think that he's no, I mean, I think he's been fine, um, and he's explained everything to me, and um, he explained the medicines, that there was two different medicines that he was talking about to me, because I, I refused to do injectables, which a lot of people like, um, but I, yeah, I don't think I could do that. Okay. And I have tattoos all over my body, but I just don't think I could. <laughs> That's so funny. Inject myself with medicine, and I'm surely not going to make... Like my my original doctor was like, "Well, aren't you married?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, we just got married five minutes ago." I'm not gonna be like, "Hey, you want to shoot me up with my medicine tonight before we go to bed?" He would have. Yeah, he would have because he clearly was way too excited to you know take my pick line out and all of that. So he probably would have been totally fine with it. But I just didn't really want to starting off. I wanted to try other things first. If it got to that point, at this point, I probably would say, "Yeah, just." give me all the needles and I'll do it myself because I've been through everything else. Mm. That's so tough. I hate that that's what you're like have to think about. Yeah, but you go back to like, it could be worse. I'm not thinking about whether or not I am going to live or die. Like so many people are and that I, I just, do you attribute that part to your faith of uh, not being in that mindset of, you know, saying? Uh, I would say that, and I would say seeing that in my own, you know, realm of people I'm close with. But I would say, yeah, probably my faith. I mean, I feel very, I feel very, and I always make a joke, like, you know, Riley asked me if I was going to die, and I was like, God is not ready for me yet, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I feel very... Yeah, I mean, I guess it is my relationship with God. I definitely feel comfortable um, that, I mean, I've made it through so much. Like, I've had a crazy life since the beginning, and I feel like if I've gotten this far, you know, I'm just going to keep on going. Yeah. It's not my time yet. You don't feel like it's your yeah. time yet. This is just like no. said, one of those seasons, and you're going to get over it. Yeah, exactly. there is hope. See, there is hope at the end of this. There is. There is. There's a little light flickering, you know, sporadically. Yeah. 
It's just hard because you want to like hold on to that, you know, and, and you want to do everything you can to like get even closer. Oh, I agree. And I, like I said, every every day is probably different of how I feel, how bright that light is. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing to just focus on, like knowing that it's there, even when you don't see it. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. Like, I think that's why you're like so goal driven. You want to see it. You want to see something tactical or whatever that you can not see tactical, but see or feel something or, you know, that, that it's going to be fine. And yeah, this part's over and now we're going to the next. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think that if you just keep like, I'm trying to think of how to word this because I want to be really sensitive to the fact of like, I think if you can just focus on, on that, on the light, the glimmer, the knowing yeah. that if you focus on you and yourself, that the stress of everything else that's piling up right now will start to just handle itself so that you don't have to. I agree. I feel like I need to find a good balance of doing that. And I'm trying so hard, so hard. And I have a great support system, so I, it's it's really attainable, I feel. Yeah. It's just that first step. It sucks so bad, doesn't it? It's just like, God, what do I do? I'll do it. Just tell me what to do, and I'll do it. That's yeah. Where, that's where I get with things, for sure. Well, yeah, you just sometimes want it to just, you know, happen quicker than it's going to happen, and you're like, yeah. come on, let's, let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, and then I'm like in my own head, so it's like, is patience my thing that I need to work on to be able to like, get, yep. you know, like we all do that. Yep. There's a reason for that, though. Yeah, <laughs> thinking about it, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. It does. It gets so heavy on you, doesn't it? And you're like, okay, yeah. like the warning signs and stuff. Do you have like spiritually? Are you like? Do you have like signs and stuff from things? I'm just so curious. Yeah. So, um, I've always had this thing with Cardinals, which is so comical because that's our mascot, that's Davison's mascot. And yeah. It's like, no, that's, that's what not why. That's really weird. That is so funny. Cardinal, Are you serious? Uh, yeah. I, I have a Cardinal that shows up. I'm convinced it's my grandpa. He's like around every major thing comes out of nowhere. And then the same thing, like recently within the last like two months, it's been butterflies and like. It kept like, I was like, why are all these butterflies here? And I just kept pushing it off. And then I was like, I asked my mom, I said, do you know what that means? If like, you keep seeing butterflies everywhere and she just kind of smirked, but she's kind of like a witchy medicine woman in like her older age. <laughs> so I'm like, I you know, really like connected that way. And then I finally looked it up and then it freaked me out. And then things just started happening. So I'm like very connected to certain things like that. I definitely don't think there's anything wrong with that. And, um, I, I'm a signed person, and okay. usually it's funny because sometimes these two things will collide. Like, I feel like sometimes people don't think this is possible, but, like, I will I will be, like, in a, a very conflicted, like, I need to know if this is the right decision, and I'm, like, in prayer, and then I'll see a cardinal, and yeah. I'll be like, okay, great, thank you, um, or sometimes I'll just have, you know, it could be something simple like that just went right my day in mm -hmm. my day that lead me one way or the other on, on a decision. And, um, I do believe that 
everything happens for a reason and whether it's you know a god thing or a, a vibe thing i just i think there is an answer out there if you're willing to look for it yeah 100 percent. that's so weird that we're both cardinals i didn't know that's kind of like a common thing do you think yours is a person or just that's just the symbol that you get i've always kind of thought like it was like god like like it's okay this is gonna be fine like it's always been like a really hard decisions I've had to make in my life like Mm -hmm. or or not even hard like maybe like I was conflicted you know and and then a series of events plays out and then that bird's there so you know like you did the right thing (laughs) yeah or like I've thought about it and then like within a little bit of time like within a couple hours I'll see one yeah yeah that's really cool I'm so into that stuff. It's so bizarre. It's like, it just started happening around like August and it's just so weird to me that it's just been more and more, I guess the bird thing's been for a while, but yeah, that's really wild. I think if if you believe that, that, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say that if you believe it, you're going to notice it more, but I sort of feel like you would. Well, I think the more you tune in, the more you're going to pay attention to things for sure. I you know, agree. I think yeah. that's why when you do see signs or whatever they are, you know, I'm not trying to make this into like some conspiracy theory sci-fi show. That's I know. Well, but like, whenever I make comments, sometimes I don't want to offend somebody. I'm not no, trying to. No, that's I believe all the things. Conversations so that people don't have to like feel a certain way. Because like I think we're all thinking about it in a roundabout way. Whatever our terminology for things are, it all kind of is like generally the same thing. Yeah. That's why I love my job because I get to like I love that we're all different. It's like a yeah. it's so fun. I'm I just I don't know, but I could connect with a with a dog even as my dog's staring at me like, <laughs> "Why are you still Talking. walking around the house?" <laughs> <laughs> He's literally just sitting here staring at me. Like, "Don't we go to bed now?" Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Life is wild. I'm so glad that you came on. I'm so glad you asked me because I, I'm, I'm happy to talk about, I'm an open book and I'm happy to talk about this. And I know a lot of people have had so many questions and I, I mean, I just like to, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. I guess I do have a question now that you say that. What was the biggest question that people were asking you? I would say the biggest question was probably, you know, if I was going to still do hair. Okay. Um, And I would have to say that now the biggest question is, are you feeling better yet? Mm. You know, like, it's the saddest thing to see these people that I see every four to six weeks. Like, you know, they have this, like, glimmer of, you know, hope when they come into my are you feeling better and I'm like no but it's okay I'm here like genuinely I don't like I feel bad telling these people that I still feel like Mm poo-poo so one day when I get I cannot wait until like when they start coming in and I'm going to be like how are you feeling I feel freaking amazing you know like I can't wait to be able to do that because you know my friends and my family and then my clients who see me all the time like that's their biggest question is, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
I feel grateful that so many people love me and care about me, but I mean, if I have to answer how I'm feeling one more time, I think that's probably, you know, one of the hardest things, like, I feel like crap and I have to constantly tell people that I feel like crap, which I, I'm not, I'm I'm so very grateful that people love me so hard. Do you feel guilty for being sick? Um, no, I just don't like when people feel bad for me. Yeah. Like that's, I just don't, I mean, I think it's just because people like love you so much. I'm one of those people that have had like a series of events for so long that you tell somebody and you're and they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I don't know. I'm just, I, I, I am just, I just want to be boring. I want to be vanilla and I want. No, you like, don't. You are not put on this earth to be vanilla. I am not buying that for a single second. You friended this awkward mess of a person and they don't even like go together. No. That's a bad answer. <laughs> well, I just don't want to have anything going on, like negatively. There we go. How about that? I like only want rainbows and butterflies, but that's I guess what we all want. So, do we? <laughs> I don't know. I Maybe not oh. rainbows. I mean, like if they were like different shades of gray and black, I would love it, yeah. but not colorful. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll half accept that. I guess. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. No, it's just hard, though. It is because you do. You want all these positive things, and it's hard when you're put to the test to to stay in that positivity. It, it wears on people. Do you? Um, sure. I know for me, when I was diagnosed with, like, um, I had Hashimoto's. Is what what I was diagnosed with. Um, yeah. And I like tried to join. Like that's around the time, like I was on Facebook and they had like all these groups of people going through these things. Um, do you, do you belong to any of that stuff? Like, or check? Yeah. Okay. Is that helpful? Yeah, I do. Um, I like hearing about everyone's, everyone. I do like hearing about it because of the fact that everything's so, everybody's so different. Okay. You know, like one person might have one random symptom you have and, and, um, you know, I, I like seeing that because it it can be so different. The only thing I don't like about it is like, you know, people are super negative and not, you know, supportive. And, and so I don't really read any of that stuff. Like people who are like, you know, I get it. It sucks, but you don't need to like share with your thousands of your not closest friends that I don't know. I, I don't, I wouldn't say that I, I read all like the comments and stuff. I just read more of like the stories of, of their, and most of them are positive though. Most of them are like, you know, this is so-and-so and they're not letting MS rule their life. So yeah. I'd have to say that I haven't really come across too many of like the negative Nancy's out there. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. I don't know. For me, it was like a weird weird thing because I was very much in the state of mind like you were of I don't want to take all these medicines I don't want to do all this so I'd like go on there looking for people that were like the one-offs trying something like different you know what I mean like I was like that side of things but I felt like for me and this could have been my state of mind at the time going through it um wanting something more expecting something more um I just felt like it was very much like a victim mentality yeah people like now I this is what I have and this is who I am now 
yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I just couldn't relate with that at all. I don't know. I feel like that's society lately anyways. So then you add like a negative ailment on top of it. And those people just, I mean, it's, it's like somebody getting burnt by a coffee they just got from Starbucks and then complaining about it. Like, I mean, you, you have this issue. You're going to complain about it. It's not going to get you anywhere. You know, you have this issue, you know, complaining about it's not going to get you anywhere. Um, I just, people have to play the, people play the victim more than they probably should. And I'm not going to say I've never done that, but. Oh no, guilty. um, I'm the same way. It's, but that's what I'm saying. It's hard because you, I think so many times we're like, we're given these things like, like a label because that's what I can correlate it to both to myself, to my child, to, to other situations in my life. And we're thrown into like this mix of like trying to figure out how to deal, whatever that looks like for said person. Yeah. So a lot of us, you know, age of social media, internet, whatever, we go out, we start like typing in things related to whatever label we've been given. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, we start like slowly becoming these things. And it's just, it's hard to break that cycle. And, and I think with like chronic illness and things like that, um, we're just told like, this is how it's going to be. And it's just so frustrating to me. I guess that's where my frustration comes from. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally see what you're saying now. And I feel like you probably are right. You, people start to, I don't know, dig themselves into a deeper hole kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's just more depressed and yeah. And then we just wonder like, why, (laughs) you know, why are all these things happening? And it's just because that's just what we've been given. Those were the tools we were given to deal with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Do you do anything to kind of bring awareness to MS other than, you know, share your story just in your day-to-day struggle, like through your yeah, I, that, or what, do you have plans to do that? Or is that just not something that you're interested in or? I mean, obviously if I could help people, I totally would. I would have no um, issue doing that. I think mm, I, that's not something I've thought about right now just because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, you're in it figure it out yeah and my biggest you know I'm a mom wife and a business owner and those are my three main focuses at this you know point Mm -hmm. um but yeah I would totally my really good friend who has has it that um that she's been doing great for years she's a freaking spokesperson for her medicine and to be Mm -hmm. able to do something like that like she's a you know, she's a bad whammer jammer. Like Mm -hmm. this woman is, is awesome. And I feel like what a a blessing to be able to give that back. Like uh, everything she's gone through, you know, she can give back to others who are going through the same kind of stuff. And I just think that's awesome. Yeah. So if I could do that one day, heck yes, I would. But I, I feel like, um, I feel like I totally use everything that I go through with the MS to help other people on a daily basis anyways, like clients and friends. And, you know, I try to stay positive, even though stuff might suck. I feel like it's, it's something to be said when you can make jokes about yourself and like try to make light of a situation. Mm -hmm. Helps you to try to understand it a little bit more, you know? 
Yeah, it's a crazy thing. Very, very interesting. Well, I want to go through the top 10 questions with you if you're up for it. I know our conversation kind of went all over the place and I don't know if you're up for it. I know you've had a long day, but I would love to kind of learn some more about you if you're up for it. Absolutely. So what is your favorite word? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Let's just say Jeep. (laughs) Okay. That works. (laughs) Why is that? Oh, because uh, I love I well I love my Jeep so hard. It's it's like <laughs> my baby. I worked so freaking hard to get it, and also Camden's wearing a Jeep shirt right now. So let's just be oh, honest. that's really funny. Okay, that works. It's part of your life. <laughs> <laughs> What's your least favorite word? Uh, my least favorite word. I would have to say, I can't stand when people, well, it's, it's three, but I can't stand when people say, oh my God. Like, I don't know, that just gets me in the, all the feels. It's, 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 it's just like so harsh and I don't know. I don't like it. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Oh, gosh. I would probably say all, all of those answers or the, the same answer for all of those would probably be my family. Um, my husband and my kids um, are like, they are everything. Um, they may, definitely make me want to be a better person and to wake up every morning and strive for more. What turns you off? Oh, gosh. Mean people. Mean people. What's your favorite curse word? Mm. I, 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 I'm going to have to tell It's shit. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I accidentally, you know, I, I say I've been doing this. I have never, I had never cursed in front of my kids uh, until recently. It was probably like maybe last what? year. Or something. How old are your kids yep, again? I, uh, Camden's 11 and Riley just turned nine. And I'm being serious. Like I, anyone who's listening to this right now, who knows me outside of children knows I do have a little bit of a, a potty mouth, but for some reason, I've always been very strict about turning that off for them because I didn't want them to have potty mouth. And I'm not saying anything. I have all my friends curse in front of the kids. I'm not saying yeah. anything bad about it. I'm not, it was just a preference for me and in my lifestyle. And I, I've, now I say, I say shit. And as soon as I say shit, I say shoot, because I realize I said shit. And now my kids are like, why do you even say shoot at the end of it? You said the first word. And I'm like, I don't know. I say shit, shoot every single time, every, every single time. Word. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. 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 Cam, Camden is in, is, is still awake right now. And he's laughing at me because he just heard me say, Oh man, I he just you heard me say shit, shoot. shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's so funny. Broke your, it's broke okay. your record. Uh, I have that effect <laughs> on people. <laughs> it's so funny. What sound or noise do you love? Oh gosh, I love the sound of outside, like um, any outdoor, you know, crickets or a breeze or leaves. I like any outdoor nature sound. Yeah. Do you like them particularly in like fall or just any? I'd probably say fall. Yeah. 
that's the Michigan kid in you. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Nothing better. Um, what sound or noise do you hate? Oh, the sound or noise that I hate <laughs> is when Camden does this squealing. He just did it. I heard he it. Does this, oh my gosh. It's the worst. It is so high pitched that you can feel it deep within your deepest part of your soul. It drives me and it, it can make me snap quicker than anything. Really? Oh, he does that. He just, just will do it when it's necessary, huh? <laughs> he just does it on a random like spurt of energy that he has and he does it. And then he immediately says, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he knows it's annoying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> can you do it one more time? Can you do it one more time? Perfect. <laughs> you see? Perfect. It's horrible. It. You just made everyone's ears hurt. No, I don't want him to apologize for that one. I asked for it. <laughs> I asked for it. It's not that bad. You're going to look back and like wonder about that noise someday, I promise. Oh my God. <laughs> not anytime soon, but someday. No. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, you know, I always, I, I've always thought about like speaking, like motivational speaking and only because I think about like times in my life when I feel like I could have had a, somebody who was like kind of funny about situations that normally wouldn't be funny. Sure. Um, I just think it's a good coping, you know, I've, I've always kind of, I don't know, I've thought about that a lot. Yeah. What profession would you not like to do? Oh, gosh. I would not like to be an OB doctor. (laughs) That would be awful. And I don't know who dreams of having that profession, but I just don't understand how. um, No, no, ma'am. Couldn't do it. No, mm mm-mm. What's the, what's your biggest reason for that? Just because of everything that goes into it and like what you see or like what? Yeah, I just couldn't handle all the, <laughs> all the things that you see probably. The baby part would be great, but I feel like all the yeah, other the things. Part that like terrifies me. I'm like, I don't want to, my husband told me what he saw and I'm not down with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just think of like, oh, I don't know. Just not good things. <laughs> no, no, not for me. That's funny. That's really funny. Okay. And then before we finish up, um, the last question is, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? What would I like to hear him say? Or what do I know he's going to say are two different things? Um, Both. That's really good. (laughs) What I know he's going to say is sit down, Christina. We need to have a talk. (laughs) What I would like to hear him say is, you know, don't stop. Go keep, just keep going. <laughs> just, just keep, we don't, have, we don't talk about anything. I know you're sorry. <laughs> Either or. Oh, that's really funny. Oh my God. On that note, I feel like that just wrapped it like full circle. Cause I feel like that's how you were when I knew you. In <laughs> Very silly and to the point and like, you can make humor out of anything. And I really appreciate that about you. I try. Thank you. Oh, it comes natural. It's yeah. Lean into that because it's a gift for sure. For sure. Thank you. 
Yeah. Well, I wish you luck on your appointment on the 26th. I hope that you can message me with good answers. I'll be checking in with you for sure. Um, And just wishing the best for you and that you find some calm, you know, in this chaos that we're all living in right now. But you especially, because it sounds like you're dealing with a lot. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time to come out and and just spend, you know, a few hours with me and, and just share what you've been going through so that people know that they're not alone. I really feel like you're a good voice for that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm more than happy to share if I can just help, you know, like I said, one person, I, I think it would be all worth it to, to be able to do that. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. We will talk soon. All right. Ready? Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. For more content, follow along at havetheconvo.podcast on Instagram or email me at havetheconvo at gmail.com to share your story. Till next time.